0: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of To Be Announced on today, this beautiful Thursday, March 30th. Uh, Back at you today with riding a high of Mississippi State is on a 4 game win streak on the baseball front. So, big things happening there. Bulldogs, Lady Dogs officially in Dallas. Great time to be a dog right now.
1: The best time to be a dog in the past, I don't even know. It's been 2014 maybe? Last year, of baseball season. It's, it's been a while since I it's been I felt a while since
0: good. we've been this excited this early on in a spring. Usually, it takes till till later on in the baseball season to get this excited.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of hype around this team, and I'm starting to buy in. So, can't wait to my to my hopes fall.
0: Uh, for those of you that aren't schedule hawks like Jack and I are, uh, this week is officially Ole Miss Hate Week. We take a trip to Oxford this week up in. For, take them on in baseball and I feel infinitely more confident about it after Tuesday's game but we'll get more on that later but know that there is a storm or brewing on our front because it's coming all Miss we're we're gonna be swinging all kinds of verbiage and harsh words at you
1: I'm so ready for this I was born for this
0: I'm, I'm glad that we now actually have something where we can record our nonsense rants and put it out to the masses because Usually it's just us two that hear it, and now we get to just put it out there for the for everyone. I'm excited. I hope they
1: enjoy it. Yeah. Can't wait for this to come up in a job interview about four years down the road and being like, "Why did you say you wanted to punch people in the face on Old Mrs. Baseball Team?" <laughs> that one's gonna be something to explain.
0: We'll we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, dive down that rabbit hole, and approximately, I, I'm gonna say about 15 ish minutes. So heads up, listeners, 15 minutes. We're going down the rabbit hole. Uh, let's start off in some current events. Uh, Lady Dogs officially in Dallas. As of yesterday, is Wednesday, yeah? As of Wednesday, they got a full cop escort. I saw on Twitter that it apparently seemed as if the entire Dallas police force was escorting our one bus of star ladies through downtown Dallas. So, shout out Dallas police force.
1: They should. Morgan Williams should get a police escort everywhere she goes for the rest of her life. Morgan Williams is a
0: national treasure, and she needs, deserves to be treated as such, so I'm, I'm glad she's getting that, that treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's. It uh, It is the eve of the Final Four for the ladies. Uh, Friday, we get two big games, big, big games on the women's front. Uh, I don't know how many experts had this Final Four coming down, but... Uh, I don't want to say hindsight is 2020, but I, I saw all of these games happening. <laughs> you saw South
1: Carolina getting in?
0: Yeah, you know, because I, I saw the destiny uh, aligning for uh, Mississippi State-South Carolina National Championship game. That way we stood a chance because the game would be outside the state of South Carolina.
1: That's all it takes for us to win. 0-2 in South Carolina. We're going to be 1-0 outside of South Carolina.
0: There's just no way we we would lose them three times in the same season. So that's what I was really pulling for throughout Stanford. I also feel like was kind of predictable. I feel like they weren't they the last team to beat UConn before the 111 games started. Uh, They were. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So they're not long shots. I would say we probably had the longest shot, but you know what? That makes our chances that much better because we're riding a momentum, a wave Mm -hmm. of momentum large enough to wipe out many small
1: islands. And hopefully, Yukon. Yeah. Would this be the biggest upset in Mississippi State sports history if we beat Yukon? I think I have to say yes to that. Yeah, the only thing that could top it would be maybe nineteen eighty Alabama, but that didn't have the implications of it this did. game. Exactly. That was that was so, just I mean, one
0: regular season game in Jackson that that didn't mm-hmm. mean too much outside of the fact that oh my god we beat Alabama and the Bear, mm-hmm. so I yeah, I certainly could... think that this would be the, one of the, the largest upset of Mississippi State history. It's a 100, 111 game streak, five national five straight national championships for UConn. I think that's massive.
1: It's time for them to lose. Somebody's gonna beat them. Why not us? You got to lose eventually, and
0: I, I think what better team than the Mississippi State Lady Bulldogs? I'm I'm pulling mm-hmm. for it, Uh but. So let, let's do a couple quick picks real fast. Uh, you got us, UConn, and Stanford-South Carolina. Who you, Who's going to the national championship game?
1: South Carolina out of that matchup. And, God, I mean, if I'm betting this game, like, so tough to not take UConn. But, I mean... It's it's bound to happen sometime. Like, uh, what was it, 111 you just said, get wins in a row? 111, yep. I mean, somebody, UCLA lost to win their 88-win streak. I mean, teams don't win forever. It's it's bound to happen sometime. Why not us? Why not Mississippi State? Why not Morgan William? Why not Victoria Vivians? Why not us?
0: I, I'm i with you 100% there. I, I said it uh, on a piece that went up on Frum, the Cowbell told yesterday yesterday on Wednesday, uh, my my confidence level, I would say, is zero. I don't have any confidence, but see, my hopefulness and sheer believing that we the possibility is there is at one trillion. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not confident. Confident is the wrong thing to be going into this game. They're, they're a very good team with that matches up well against any team, but it, believing that we can is what I'm going to wake up for on Friday and get way
1: too excited about. Yeah, I can't wait to wake up and watch some women's basketball. It's going to be great.
0: If we win on Friday, I'm loading up a car Saturday and I'm driving to Dallas.
1: I think everybody should. I was seeing something where people were asking if students could get off on Friday to possibly go down to Dallas, and I, I really think, I think they should cancel finals on like,
0: Friday just so we can all have the day to celebrate what is happening and that the fact yeah. that we are in the Final Four.
1: Have a day. You watch some, uh, uh, watch, watch Mississippi State all Miss baseball whenever that's on a commercial. It's going to be a good day on Friday to be a Bulldog, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to say the least. So, all we can do, sit, wait, and watch, and hope. But, mm, lots of hope. Uh, we'll find out that soon enough on Friday. Uh, so we've got men's Final Fours on the Eve Eve here, uh a little less exciting for Missouri state bulldogs fans in fact that we don't have a team a uh, horse in this race uh, but i do think it is interesting that south carolina has a men's and women's team in their respective final fours that's
1: outstanding uh, that's it doesn't happen much uh, like too often if ever i think i feel like the only exception would be yukon yeah uh, they won being... uh,
0: the national
1: championship in both which also wild yeah Don't think that South Carolina is going to win both. I don't think that they're going to win one, but still like hella impressive that they're in the final four in both sports, especially South Carolina is not a basketball state. It's more of a football or baseball state. So it's really impressive what those coaches have done there. Got to go. Hats off to them.
0: That it is. Uh, Let's do some uh, quick picks for those games. You got South Carolina, Gonzaga, and Oregon, UNC. I'm, I all this postseason have have said I'm I'm gonna die on this mountaintop uh, of saying that Gonzaga is soft and that they didn't play anybody to get here. And now I say that with the realization of they are in the Final Four and they played a lot of uh, a lot of good teams to actually get to this current spot outside of the, maybe a mm-hmm. 16 seed. But I still think they're soft. I think yeah. I think South Carolina's uh, defense is going to be. The most oppressive thing they faced this season, and I don't think they can power through it. And I love Frank Martin. I want to keep seeing him. Uh, So I'm going to go South Carolina in that matchup. Screw West Coast teams that don't play nobody. Uh, And I'm also, I don't like like Roy Williams at all in the uh, UNC-Oregon matchup on the other side. Don't like Roy Williams. Don't like establishment teams. Go in Oregon. I want them to shoot the lights out and score 98 points and
1: just run yeah. UNC out of the building. That matchup's going to be great, because UNC loves to run the floor. They're going to score 80 points in that game. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Maybe not as fun as South... Or it's going to be much more fun than South Carolina-Gonzaga. Who am I kidding? That's that gonna game's going to be fast. like... Yeah, it's going to go final at like 65-60. to 60.
0: Definitely take the under uh, for all... Well, I say that, but uh, the Ozmakers also think the same thing. Whatever I think I have in a little insight on, on betting it almost instantly hits me that the better the lines the odds makers are thinking the same things that i am on a much Mm -hmm. deeper level and they've thought about this way ahead of them so my tips are useless um let's dive into the meat of uh our podcast and what most people probably came here for before they knew that we were just going to talk about old miss for the majority of the podcast. we're going to zoom through a little bit of this baseball. We ha- we're going to hit some highlights uh, that obviously are important. But uh, other than that, if I don't know where the school is located, chances are I'm not going to spend more than like five seconds and tell you who won, who lost. But we're going to start with highlight games because we want to get to uh, some bashing of Ole Miss. Um, start with some highlights. Mm-hmm. There were 12 games on Tuesday. Uh, I try to pick out the most interesting ones uh, that for Jack and I to – uh, discuss and share with the the listeners we had florida go to jacksonville uh to take on fsu they uh they won 4-1 congratulations to florida they've now taken two of three against fsu this season Mm -hmm. so uh good for them beating a top 10 team it's big for them picking up uh rpi spots after the early tumble against auburn so it looks like they're going to be able to fix their season after a yeah, their
1: pitching, pitching's coming around a lot better than what I thought it would be. thought it would take a little bit longer, but they're scary as usual already in late March.
0: Well, good good to know that uh, Kevin O'Sullivan's got things back together. I was very worried. <laughs> uh, Auburn uh, beat Alabama in Montgomery in their rivalry classic in Montgomery. It's uh, 4-3. It wasn't a wild game, uh, but Auburn keeps rolling. So that's a uh, thing to keep an eye out on. Auburn is not looking back on any of their games. They're, they're looking
1: ahead and rolling teams over. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Auburn baseball fan this year, and don't see them slowing down anytime soon. Uh, we had Missouri
0: took the loss to Southeast Missouri State. Uh, that is going to be my disappointment of the Tuesday. Uh, they lost 6-5. Mizzou is one in three in their last four after a twenty and one start. So uh, I'll apologize to everyone in episode one where I touted them as the dark horse competitor of the league this year, uh, and they have not looked impressive <laughs> over the last week and a half. They're the dark horse with one loss. This is a real solid pick on your part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna die on top of that mountain. I'm a lot of mountains. I'm have a high chance of dying on top of uh, LSU. Took a loss to Tulane. Not good look
1: for uh, LSU there. No, not at all. Their pitch, their pitching is opposite of Florida's where it's getting worse as the season goes on. So, going to have to see what they're doing this weekend. See if they turn it around.
0: My uh, enjoyable stat from that game was uh, Michael Papierski. I, I have no idea how you pronounce that name. As do, I don't have much of an idea how to pronounce most uh, Cajun names like that. But uh, he had a grand slam in the game uh, early on, and they still managed to lose. Uh, so congratulations to Michael for your valiant effort and a big, fat L. Uh, yeah, Tulane put up four ho- or three home runs in the game, and Jake Wilsey had two. So uh, got a little taste of the Can-of-Zero effect down in uh, Baton Rouge from the other side.
1: Mm-hmm. Those Louisiana teams, they can all hit. That's one thing they do best.
0: Highlight of the Tuesday by a mile, though dogs getting the win in Memphis. What what Big a time that was! Very ne- impressive. What we needed that that was the probably the most needed game of this season so far, other than the first win against Tennessee, because we needed a non conference bounce back where we just kicked a team in the mouth. Mm-hmm. That was against a
1: hot, hot pitcher.
0: Oh, gotta, gotta love Skype. Went
1: played Ole Miss yeah God love Skype I think I broke up a little bit there so Boland pitched last week against Ole Miss he went eight and one third gave up one run and then we just smashed him so that's great to see heading into this weekend against Ole Miss always a good sign uh,
0: big offensive production night I, I, I'm really enjoying seeing the, the pickup in offensive production through the last week and a half where Arkansas was a bad start but because nobody likes seeing a small ball team. I mean, it's good to see us putting up numbers because, wow, do we not have the pitching to go the other the other direction.
1: Yeah. Uh, big shout-out to Ryan Gridley. Everybody's talking about Brent Rooker, as they should. But Ryan Gridley really doesn't get enough credit on this team. I think he's one of the better leaders on the team. Been around. He's been at Mississippi State. Finally good to see that he's getting the recognition he deserves even with Brent Rooker having a Golden Spikes player of the year type year. Saw
0: so that uh, Gridley's uh, average is up to 398, so he if he has another good weekend this weekend, he can join the 400 club on this team of Mangum and uh, Rooker so far. Rooker leading the team at 416, yeah. and that's a number that makes me happy. <laughs>
1: yeah, very.
0: Uh, Rooker on Tuesday night it was 2-for-4 uh, with a double, triple, and two RBIs. And I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah. he had uh, that through, what was it, the first three innings?
1: Yeah, he had a, a double and a triple in the first two innings of play. I, really, I thought he was going to get the cycle, honestly. I mean, Duke he, and MASH.
0: He's been close in two different games now. He's he's bound to do it sooner or
1: later. Yeah, he's heating up, which is weird to say when you're heating up at a 416 average. So
0: yeah, uh, Cole Gordon had his best uh, appearance on the mound of the season so far. Four innings pitched. Uh, three walks, five strikeouts, no earned runs, no hits.
1: Hats off, big man. He brought it, man. That was good. That was really good to see to see Ashcraft and McQuarrie and uh, Cole Gordon all pitch. Oh man, pretty we we were having bad bad Skype times.
0: This is, this is bad podcasting. I, I am sorry, listeners. That was bad podcasting. Uh, we're just we're gonna move on. Hats off, Cole Gordon, <laughs> big win in Memphis. <laughs> we're gonna move on. Act like that didn't happen. Um, some quick quick hits from around the league. Uh, some quick scores so we can move on to what we actually came here today to talk about. Um, Ole Miss uh, got the win against Little Rock on a walk off. Uh, so they're rolling in to this weekend on a little bit of a bounce back. Uh, Georgia beat Savannah State 12-3. Big shocker there. Um, Tennessee shutting out Tennessee Tech 6-0. Uh, A&M beating Texas State. They were down early in this game, but uh, rallied late to come back 9-3. Uh, South Carolina tops the Citadel 15-1 on 20 hits in this game. Big offensive production in South Carolina. Really scared of that baseball team. Um, Vanderbilt shut out Lipscomb 10 nothing and that is about the extent of that's that was all the Tuesday games. There were twelve. Uh, I don't know who wasn't in action this week because there was one game scheduled for Wednesday, but it was canceled for an undisclosed reason. So Arkansas,
1: that,
0: yeah, Arkansas at Grambling was the uh, was that game that got canceled. So that wraps up uh, your midweek action this week. Uh, not the most exciting midweek. Just good to be a state fan at this point.
1: Oh yeah, better than most.
0: Uh, We've got a week, uh, looking at the weekend series ahead, uh, two Thursday starts this week, including Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Uh, A&M, LSU starts on Thursday, and State, Ole Miss starting on Thursday. We have not seen who starting for Mississippi State yet this weekend, a three-pitcher rotation, but I would be willing to put almost everything I own on seeing TBA listed for Sunday.
1: That's the name of our podcast. They they dedicate Saturdays and Sundays for us. For those of you that uh, didn't catch
0: that up, that aren't avid Mississippi State baseball fans, uh, to be announced is the biggest t- uh, nod of the hat to uh, John Cohen and his go-to move of, I don't know who's going to go Sunday, so we're just going to put a silhouette and say TBA until we get there.
1: Love seeing that picture.
0: It was the staple of the... 14 and 15 seasons and it's good to see Canada's year keeping it going and it's good it's never going to go away with our podcast now we are here to stay uh oh speaking of here to stay we have officially made a, a twitter page today so feel free to go follow us on twitter uh or to be announced or at tba on for fwtp uh you know what just T. it'll it's in the link somewhere we'll figure it out well, somewhere where you can read it because it's really hard to spell. There's a lot of letters that don't necessarily make sense in succession. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> this has been some bad podcasting today. I'm sorry, listeners. Um, moving in uh, to preview the rest of the series uh, coming up this weekend. Georgia is going to Tennessee. Uh, Vandy's going to Kentucky. Kentucky is hoping to keep their uh, streak rolling. They. Are a dangerous team as well in the SEC this year.
1: Yeah, Kentucky's great. Love what they're doing in Kentucky. Doing some great things at the bat. Pitching really well. It's exciting. I can't wait to see what they do against Vanderbilt.
0: I think you should start giving uh, lessons to coaches on how to do post-game conferences, because that was one of the most generic coach talk (laughs) responses I've ever heard in my entire life.
1: I really should be. I should uh, give lessons for sure. Coach speak.
0: Me you, and Bunch uh, Jones.
1: You chose the uh, the
0: podcast life instead of the coaching life, so welcome to the less paid side. Hey,
1: man, I'm only 21 years old. You never know.
0: What? Life is young. Uh, we got South mm-hmm. Carolina going to Auburn. That should be a big series. Uh, don't see South Carolina struggling too much as as well as they've been playing this season, but I would not be surprised to see Auburn really put up a fight try to pull out two games there. Don't think they're going to get swept. Don't think they're going to win the series, though. But I'm looking for them to make some noise and scare the scare the crap out of South Carolina, honestly.
1: Yeah, I don't know if Keegan Thompson, Auburn's ace, is pitching on Friday, but to win Friday night's game, you got to have Keegan Thompson out there to set yourself up just being better off for the weekend. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, see what the injury report says. Whenever I see that, whenever my sources give me that information, I'll try to tweet it out.
0: (laughs) Got to confirm with the sources. Uh, Arkansas taking a trip to Tuscaloosa against Alabama this weekend. Uh, Nothing too exciting there. Arkansas probably going to keep rolling right through the tide. Um, My pick for series of the week this weekend, uh, Florida taking a trip to Columbia to face Mizzou this weekend. Um, I think uh, this is my pick of the week because uh, this will really show if Mizzou is a real team this year, if they're – Contenders or pretenders. Uh, Florida's yeah. not joking around this year, as they've shown in the last week and a half. And Mizzou has been sliding. So if they come out and have a big show against Florida, I think we can make some conclusions about the rest of the season. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, that'll be the one to watch,
1: uh, looking over yeah. in the
0: SEC East. The Glenn, Denning
1: for, Glenn Denning for Missouri is going to have to come out and play a lot better than what he has been. Uh, this past Tuesday, uh, went over at the plate. That dude's batting like 400. So if he shows up, it could be good. But if he stays cold, it might be a long weekend for Missouri. They're not looking too good as of late.
0: Well, that uh, about wraps up our baseball talk for this week. Man, we we actually did make that through in about 15 minutes. Congratulations, Jack. We, We made it our allotted time, unlike usual. So now the yeah. uh, the what we came, what Jack and I at least came here to do today, is talk a bunch of smack about Ole Miss. Uh, the first thing we're we're gonna kick this off with an idea that Jack and I conceived uh, in our official test run episode, an episode that none of you will ever hear because it's god awful. We talked about a <laughs> was lot, so bad a lot of things that probably didn't belong on a podcast because we didn't know what we were doing. Um, But this was probably one of the few good ideas that came out of it. It was a Mississippi State versus Ole Miss coach deathmatch.
1: Yeah, that's that's the best idea we've ever had.
0: We put a little too much thought into this. Uh, Mostly Jack put too much thought into this. He has an entire bracket (laughs) written down. He somehow saved it through the two weeks that we did this ago. So I'll let Jack take this away and walk you through his ridiculously conceived idea.
1: So for two weeks now, I've been dreaming about this death match, and I'll probably be dreaming about it for the rest of my life because, like I said, it's the best thing I've ever come up with. <laughs> Essentially, what I have here, it was going to be a bracket. We were doing, initially, coaches on MSU fighting because it's bracket season, but I imme- we immediately uh, scratched that idea, and we went uh, a tag team match, a 4v4 tag team match of Ole Misses coaches versus... Mississippi State's coaches, and I really I, I like our chances here. So essentially what I got is the big four of coaches for both us and Ole Miss, Canizaro, Mullen, Vic Schaefer, Ben Howland for us, and Hugh Freeze, the beaver, uh, Andy Kennedy, the uh, uh, convicted guy, the guy who allegedly said something to a cab driver, uh, Coach Crazy Eyes for Ole Miss's women's team. I'm not going to learn his name ever because he's he'll probably get fired after this year, honestly. Um, and Mike Bianco, um, just the blandest, most vanilla-ass college baseball coach of all time. That's, that's on their team. And essentially what I got here, uh, I threw in an X-Factor. Me and Evan decided to throw in an X-Factor. And how WWE used to have managers on the side, we have managers too. So John Cohen, the AD, is our manager and uh ross bjork uh spelled b-j-o-r-k uh, real good last name ross he, i think i think his last name
0: is my least favorite thing about him and there's a lot of bad things about ross bjork
1: my least favorite thing is how he cheats or allegedly cheats according to the ncaa <laughs> shout out shout out leo lewis um so what we got here is uh I, I really like our chances here. Do you like them, Evan? Like, 100%. The I
0: think in almost every single aspect, we mopped the floor with them. The mm-hmm. I would say of power ranking their five fighters, including Bjork, I'm going to have to say that Kennedy is by far the scrappiest of all of them. Um, yeah. So Kennedy, he, he seems like he maybe when, was, when he was maybe 20, 21, 22, maybe spent like a... A, a night or two in jail I don't I don't know I don't know anything this is just this is all hearsay but he looks like the kind of guy that spent maybe a night or two in jail and he's he's seen a little bit rougher things than I would say about 90 percent of the people in Oxford Mississippi have seen
1: um I'm I'm gonna put a super allegedly tag on that statement uh seeing as we have no evidence but I like it I like what you just said
0: so uh, yeah I'm gonna roll with So I'm, I definitely have got to go Kennedy Kennedy's the one they most reliable guy Bjork definitely too. He, that dude has some he, something broken in his mind right after they got the letter of in, uh, infractions, and mm-hmm. I saw their little press conference afterwards where they just read uh, a pre-written statement. That I, I'm going to go ahead and say they had for about two months because they knew what was coming. Um, they did not take any questions. They read their thing, and he just kind of blankly stared at the camera like there was no one home. So he's got a crazy gene in him. I'm definitely putting mm-hmm. it to Bianco three, I think, just because he's, I don't, I, I don't really know why. He just seems like he, he's a stocky guy, you know, he's probably mm-hmm. been in a tussle or two. Um, yeah. and then I'm going to, I, maybe they're women's basketball coach four cause he's young. He'd
1: bite you. He's he would bite and, you. Oh, he's
0: definitely a biter. He's, he's a biter and a claw. He, he doesn't fight. He's mm-hmm. definitely Bush league moves for him. And definitely Bucky goes last. Bucky
1: the beaver. Hugh Freeze. Um, Hugh's actually gotten an email or two from me about, um, well, he tweeted out a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, if you have any information about the allegations, please email him. So I've told him uh, my information, my side of the story, um, which is pretty much that, uh, you know, keep, keep track of your own house, Hugh. You did this to yourself, and your women's basketball coach, because their women's basketball coach also got really screwed by the NCAA. I want to know team, how that so. crazy
0: little guy got them in, in that much trouble, because I mean, a lot of people like to point at their football program. Uh, that. And granted, there were allegations. There were seven or eight infractions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but there were 15 or so on the women's basketball front.
1: Yeah, crazy Coach Crazy Eyes, he looks for rules to break. He, like, he read the rule book and just started checking off rules that he thought didn't apply to him. He's that type of guy.
0: It absolutely astounds me that you, you break all of those rules to, to, for all your recruiting in your basketball team, and you still can't muster up anything to even remotely compete with the basketball team that Vic Schaefer's pieced together.
1: Oh, no, not at all. So you Schaefer know, doing it the right way.
0: Shout out to Ole Miss, though, I guess. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, you know?
1: <laughs> They're cheating bad. So it's not a good luck for them. At can't all. even cheat right. Can't can't do that. Wizards.
0: Can't do nothing right. But back to the back to this death match. We're, we got, this is a good idea. We got to follow this through. <laughs> we mm-hmm. got to we got to come out with some champions, some some guesstimations. So we've we've ranked their side. I, I'm gonna say on our side, I'm definitely putting Cana Zero at the front of our dog pack.
1: Yeah, he's front of the line soldier. Definitely front of the line guy. He's he's our starter. And for Ole Miss, I'm going to go with they got Andy Kennedy on their side. Andy Kennedy. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that Canizzaro puts him down in like seven seconds, probably less than that, that he just flips him on his head.
0: I, I think that Can- I think Canizzaro would actually have to be pulled off him at some point. I, he's the kind of guy that doesn't seem like he lets up at the bell.
1: No. He, he's, gonna, he's the type of guy who he's going to start wailing on him just really giving them some haymakers. And then Howland's going to come in and tag himself in, force himself in. And Howland, my favorite thing about Howland, Howland's got old man strength. That Oh, guy, 100%. I think Howland, Howland's from, like, Oregon, isn't he? he? He fought Bigfoot. He
0: he seems like a, a hardy, worn man. Mm-hmm. He, he, yeah. He's broken up a few tussles in practice before.
1: He had to deal with Russell Westbrook. That's, Russell Westbrook might have swung true. at him once. That is true. Howland, the one thing about him, too, even if they do land a punch against Howlin, I feel like Howlin just eats him because he's a big guy, and I feel like his jaw is just people, nothing to penetrate. People
0: do forget how uh, how tall he is. He, Howland is not a short man.
1: Howland would beat me in a fight. Oh. And I said I would tackle Marshawn Lynch three times in an Oklahoma drill, and I say Howland's going to beat me in a fight. Oof.
0: Uh, I'd like to see the sports science on those two comparisons. (laughs) (laughs) They both make sense in my mind. Let's get John Brinkus on that one. I don't know how I feel about that one.
1: But anyway, I don't
0: don't know if I would put Dan Mullen three though. The man ran the Boston Marathon.
1: He's got endurance. Yeah, the that dude can brawl too. The way I see that going down is him and Howland. I don't see them talking a bunch, but I bet they're like really tight. They're boys, probably. So they're going to do something where it's like a kind of a tag team thing where Mullen tags in and Howland and uh, Mullen flip whoever's in the ring. And hopefully at this point it's Hugh Freeze because I would love to see Mullen just wail on Hugh Freeze. I think Mullen, given the chance, might put Hugh Freeze in a body bag. Oh, yeah. He, he's definitely giving, giving him the elbow of justice for sure. Mm-hmm. That's when the table gets brought out, and uh, he's going to put he Freeze through a table real nice.
0: (laughs) I would pay so much money to see that happen.
1: That's the main point of this, too. Oh, yeah. I would love to see this happen so much that I have this whole... I've gone down the rabbit hole so many times in my head. This fight is going to be fought in Biloxi, Mississippi, at the Golden Nugget Casino, uh, so that you can bet on this uh, like an American man. And... Essentially, what we're going to have is I, a combined. I had combined... forgotten
0: how far down a hole we went with this <laughs> idea.
1: I could talk at li- I could write a uh, thesis paper on this fight. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glazing through this for all our listeners. But right, we're going to submit a proposal to the uh, Mississippi Board of Commerce. Hmm. Yeah, this would be huge because we're going to combine. In my head, we would combine Vought Hemingway. Uh, Davis Wade and the Jackson Coliseum into one, make it a super stadium, hold like hundred thirty thousand, and I, I'm, the the fight would be sold out in an instant. Oh, Pay per view through sure. the roof. I'm. This is this is what pulls Mississippi out of debt. This fight alone. This,
0: this is this is what moves Mississippi from being a, a what some might say. Some might say people. I don't say it, people. I've heard though people are saying that Mississippi is a bottom tier state. I don't say it. People are saying though, in the grand <laughs> scheme of the union, Mississippi's bottom tier. So you know, a, 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 an event of this grandeur uh, is held in Biloxi. People throw millions of money, millions of dollars at it, and we go from what some might say is worst to first.
1: The fact that we even have this as an option in our state. Makes us like a top five state in my mind. Name another state that could do this beside like us, and I I, maybe just us because in Alabama they only care about football, but here in Mississippi it's football, baseball, basketball. Although I I would
0: like to see Avery Johnson and
1: fight anyone. Fight Bruce Pearl. That would be a good one.
0: Oh yeah, Avery Johnson, Bruce Pearl. What? Oh, you know we could have other small intro fights of invitations, not entire schools. (laughs) <laughs> nice little fun rivalry matchups that we can see, like uh, like oh, past players. We could go past players. We could go Brett Bolima versus
1: uh, Decocho. That, uh, you're almost running this off the rails because I think that's a better fight than what I just laid out.
0: <laughs> that's fine. I, I had no idea what I had no idea what was the implications of what I was about to say. But wow, the the idea <laughs> of that we need to stop what we're doing and we need to set up a title
1: fight between Decocho and Burt. Ollie, Frazier, Holmes, any Holmes fight has nothing on that fight that we just laid out. That's a heavyweight fight of the century.
0: We need to get rid of uh, their football game this year and just have those two fight just for 60 minutes, just deathmatch and see what happens.
1: We do. The best part about this fight, getting back to my main proposal, because we're also we're, this is a rabbit hole of an episode, but... <laughs> The best part about this fight, I think, it's not going to be decided on pinfalls or submissions. It's just going to be a time fight, like 60 minutes, and you have a you have a certain amount of time to get as many pinfalls, submissions, knockouts as you can. And it's going to be left up in the hands of the judges. The judges we have are all Mississippi legends with no affiliation to either school, which is kind of impossible to think that we have three of the you know most famous people on the world that so the, just have no the affiliation. The judges are
0: my favorite part of the whole thing.
1: Especially the last one, but I'll get to that. First, first we have Brett Favre, the gunslinger, still throwing balls at like 20 miles per hour, maybe probably more. We got Jerry Rice, number two, who is crazy. I don't know if Jerry Rice knows exactly where he is at the moment. I think he's had too many fake concussions. Uh, Russell Wilson's going to need to give him that recovery water of his before this fight.
0: He's been bashed around so many times, the inside, the outside lining of his brain is just leather from being bashed into his skull so many times.
1: It's pigskin. It's like a football at this point.
0: It's got little it's dimples just, on it, just like a football.
1: Yeah, you can just throw him around. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, Please come but, rough our fight, Jerry Rice.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. But I also think that this is going to be decided on a... Like In the movie Dodgeball, which is one of my top ten favorite movies of all time, Ben spawns a legend. Um, this fight is decided on thumbs up, thumbs down by the referees, judges. And Jerry Rice's fingers are in like a million different places, so he's a wild card. You really don't know which way. He could be pointing up for Mississippi State, but his finger might be pointing down in all actuality for Ole Miss. So that could be fun.
0: That's He's a real shot in the dark.
1: Mm-hmm. And finally... Our uh, guest of honor, if you could say, uh, it's the ghost of Elvis, Presley. The pride of Tupelo.
0: <laughs> Some might remember uh, a few years back when they brought back the, uh, the hologram of Tupac. And yep. I like to think something along those lines is about what we could conjure up for Elvis. Now, see, the twist on this is it wouldn't be Elvis as he was at his prime. This would be as if he never died. That's what mm-hmm. this hologram would look like. It would be... A questionably overweight, <laughs> past his prime man, uh, spouting
1: yeah. some kind of nonsense. He's also a wild card. We have three wild card judges on our hands, so Mississippi State might win the fight, and they could win two to one by judges' decisions. But I think Ghost of Elvis is my best one because he's he's going to be on a toilet throughout the whole fight. Is he's got he's got a hologram toilet uh, to go along with his hologram. 700 pound body um, And we're going to make his hologram Eat uh, 7 Percocets Before the fight So he'll have hologram uh, high going And I can't wait to see what Ghost Elvis picks in this one Ghost Elvis could go either way too <laughs> there, there
0: has been some exceptionally bad podcasting In this today's episode <laughs> this is, this It, is, t- it I, took us three, 3 episodes to get to this level So h- hello world This is Jack and I Take it or leave it. Please take it, though, because we're thirsty for page
1: views. Please listen. Um, but that's pretty much all I got for the fight. Like I said, that's how Mississippi becomes great in the eyes of our nation. That's You could sell this to anybody. People would be coming from Nevada to see this fight because of Elvis and the gambling. Yeah,
0: they would need to ship their own... All the everything they they always have to set up in the MGM Grand, just bring it all down to the golden nugget. We'll we'll run it down there.
1: Mm-hmm. They might have to move the Oakland Raiders from Las Vegas to uh Gulfport Biloxi to this for this fight because that's how much that area is gonna grow just because of this one event.
0: I'm excited at the hypothetical idea of that happening.
1: In my head, it's still possibly going to happen, even though I have literally a hologram of a ghost Elvis sitting on a toilet uh, eating Percocets. Um, But you know what? I'll live with it. I can't wait for it to happen in my head, and I'm going to be dreaming about it pretty much every night from here on out.
0: Sometimes when I feel sad, I just like to imagine Dan Mullen just kicking Bucky right in the teeth. (laughs) Whenever I'm down. Just right in the teeth.
1: Well... That's pretty much all I got for this, the best fight, the fight of the century. Fight of the century, number uh, 1,000, because I feel like every fight is the fight of the century. But this truly is the fight of the century.
0: Even given the absurdity of the judges, I still just don't see any way in which we lose that fight. Our coaches are just better than theirs. I don't see any any two ways about it. We didn't even talk about uh, Vic Schaefer. Vic Schaefer would kick (laughs) at least four out of five
1: of the coaches' asses, probably all of them. (laughs) I think so. I really think so, <laughs> and can't wait to see John Cohen go at Ross Bjork with like <laughs> fists of fury. The,
0: the, one of the most intimidating faces I've ever seen a coach make was, I think it was two, three years ago, when Cohen went storming out onto Alex Box Field and tore an umpire and a new one. He was kicking dirt. I think he. I think did he pick up a base and throw it?
1: Um, no, but he was spitting. Whether that's oh, on purpose or that's not, what, that's
0: up. I, I, yeah, he was. He was spitting all over the, the umpire's face. It was, it was a nice touch. Mm-hmm.
1: And God bless, uh, Butch Thompson, the mild mannered Butch Thompson who had to calm him down. I'm sure that went swell in the dugout. Uh, just a calm Butch Thompson trying to calm down the, the reddest human being I've ever seen in John Cohen.
0: He really went from, from zero to a hundred a few times, but, uh, it was few and far between when you saw the fire of John Cohen.
1: Boy, was it a treat when we saw it.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, that makes me think of
1: the, the the fits that we used to see with Ron Polk. Now, Ron Polk, you know what? Ron Polk, I'm adding him in. Ghost of Ron Polk is also in this fight. I don't know who's the fifth for Ole Miss. You guys can tweet me suggestions, but Ghost Ron Polk is here. He's in the front row. He probably is going to throw a chair. If we can have the Ghost
0: of Ron Polk as a 65-year-old man, you can have the Ghost of Eli Manning high school. <laughs> High school Eli Manning—that's what you get. Before I, I, he committed I, to Ole Miss, the scrawny. ghost of
1: the the ghost of the still alive Ron Polk. That's that's essentially what I laid out.
0: I miss that man. He he made he brought a special fiery passion to Mississippi State baseball that it, it we haven't quite seen since the of Zero days now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love my. I, uh, quick story about me, I know a few, or I know uh, really close personal friends with one of the Mississippi State players on the 1985 team, uh, Trenton Torsha is his name, B- boy does he have some Ron Polk stories, and he has a lot of Rafael Palmero stories, and a lot of Will Clark stories, so, you know, I, maybe over summer, that could just be a segment when baseball's done, we could just talk about Ron Polk, and Rafael, and Will, that I wouldn't
0: have any complaints about that segment. Ron Polk is one of the more, one of the better baseball minds to have ever graced the the earth.
1: Oh yeah, he's he's my favorite. I yeah. have his
0: book. Oh wow, he actually had has the honor of being of our, our, Twitter, our Twitter Avi. Do people is it Abby, Avi Avi? What, what what
1: do people? I say? call it an
0: Avi. Avi. Okay, we're gonna go with that. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's a confused Ron Polk because that's I feel like the essence of our show.
1: That's peak Ron Polk. And peak to be announced. Confused Ron Polk is the patron saint of to be announced. I'm ready to move on to bashing Ole Miss's current players, though. What do you say, Evan? Go for it. I unleash the beast. Okay. I've been on a rant for a while now, but uh, I'm. it's about to get turned up a little bit more because I got a beef with a few Ole Miss players, even though I've met uh, a combined zero of them. I'm sure there might be great guys, but to me personally, they're all just scumbags, Real, real horses' asses.
0: I hope we get big enough to where they actually hear this because, man, that, I can't can't imagine
1: the repercussions of that. Yeah, that would be fun having the whole Ole Miss baseball team fight me. That would be something. I would. That's in my memoirs. <laughs> but I <laughs> got one thing you'll notice if you haven't noticed it already, if you haven't been watching college baseball too closely, is Ole Miss. They have the most punchable faces in uh, college baseball history this year. They uh Tate Blackman at second base, who is a really good player, but um, he has the worst haircut I've ever seen. It's – I can't even describe it. It's like cut off all on the back, but it's like Bryce Harper if you cut around everything, if you're picturing what I'm seeing. So like Tim, Tim Tebow, Fryer, Tuck look? Somewhat, but right down the middle. Split oh. right down the middle. No thanks. No, yeah, that's uh, he's got a sick beard too, and by sick I mean it's like a little chin strap. Uh, yeah, I can't grow facial hair, but if I could, I would say I remember when I was 16 years old and could grow that. <laughs> that's that's my burn on Tate Blackman. Roasted, boom roasted. That's I'm gonna end all of these with boom roasted. We also got uh, another really good player for Ole Miss, so I'm kind of previewing Ole Miss's team. But while also uh, giving some insight on why they're not great people, doing our um, own uh,
0: less, less family friendly version of what Mississippi State basketball tried to do with the, uh, those little fun sheets of how to make fun of the players.
1: Yeah, those those were a raring success. Gotta gotta say, yeah, that those were fun. They
0: were uh, best used for paper airplane making. If I do remember until correctly.
1: the, co- mm-hmm. and then the cops got mad at paper airplanes because that was a. Uh, that was, that was a sore subject for them, I guess. That's good job of the cops on keeping us in line.
0: A rough year to be a cop this year at the hump.
1: In Starkville. I, it's, uh, ever since Dak got the DUI, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm not very trustworthy of our boys in blue, knowing that somebody, one of them, gave Dak Prescott a DUI. Oh, but people, don't forget,
0: his, his breathalyzer was faulty. So he didn't actually get one. Yeah.
1: It's the breathalyzer's fault.
0: Dak was fine. The breathalyzer was broken. Stupid breathalyzer. It's fake fake news. Dak did not get a, a DUI.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. That was... I didn't like that one bit. But moving on to Greg Kissinger. That dude also has terrible hair. It's supposed to be uh like a dark, but he's got the top, like like uh, highlighted to uh, like just blonde, like real blonde, like in-your-face blonde. Terrible hair.
0: Here's some more bad
1: podcasting for you listeners. I I am currently on –
0: we do all of these podcasts through Skype video. So I'm sitting here staring at my computer screen where Jack is violently trying to demonstrate these hairstyles (laughs) rapidly over the Skype call. And the only person that can see it is me. And he's not using too many adjectives to, to describe <laughs> it to you friendly listeners out there. So I, I'm the only person who's actually benefiting from seeing his outstanding demonstrations of his hair. Because he, he just keeps making, uh, I don't even know what these motions are. It's like, he's trying to shave it. it's like he's trying to shave his head with his hands. He just keeps running it back and forth. So, uh, that- the
1: only thing I can hope for is that the listeners hear my disdain in my voice. Because <laughs> I'm at a hard, um, I'm at like a seven right now. For just going on rants,
0: it's all in the tone and, and nonsensicalness in, in which you can gauge how angry Jack is about a subject.
1: Oh, also shout out! This might be my last one. Uh, shout out to Andy Pagnozzi. Um Terrible last name. Is he from Jersey? He's from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Pagnazzi. sounds like he's from Jer
0: He sounds like he was on uh, on the Jersey Shore.
1: Yeah, he, probably, he might have spent a few summers down there. I He probably got made fun of with that name in Arkansas, if I were to imagine. But, oh, look, it's Andy Pagnazzi.
0: <laughs> Loser. Look at this nerd Pagnazzi.
1: Pagnazzi, got a DUI, still on the team. <laughs> You're going to dive into his personal life. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's Freedom of Information Act. I can know everything about these kids in a matter of seconds if I really wanted to. So, big shout-out to Mike Bianco and Ross Bjork for keeping him on the team, scumbag. All about second chances, baby. Yeah. I don't believe in second chances. One chance, and you're out. Well, Canisaro effect.
0: On that note, uh, that about wraps up uh, episode three of To Be announced uh, <laughs> and our, our bashing of Ole Miss. Uh, mm-hmm. An exciting weekend of Mississippi State sports should be uh, approaching here. Uh, we'll be watching very excited for the uh, lady dogs put rooting hard for them to uh, for the upset of the century against Yukon um, and don't be sure to and do do be sure to watch uh, state as they take a trip up to Oxford this weekend It starts tonight don't don't forget does not start Friday starts tonight mm-hmm. and uh, it's the Thursday Friday Saturday games don't forget so uh, mm-hmm. on that note we will see you on. What's Monday?
1: Yep, Monday. Go to hell, Ole Miss.